The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories in behind the rain and the fog in the trees of the Pacific Northwest. But it's what's hidden behind the walls of the Riverside Sanatorium, and what is unseen in its dimly lit chambers, that I must warn you. Listener discretion is advised. Master, Commander, Confessor Maiden, Mother Cyprian, the paragon of Riverside Sanatorium stalked through the imposing halls of her domain. The light was dim, but her eyes were keen as she moved about seeking out any bit of imperfection. The grounds of the Institute had fallen into disrepair over the years as her staff had dwindled down with the lack of volunteers. But inside, everything was as it should be, in her image. Although she would be lying if she said she didn't mourn the lack of subordinates. She needed strong-willed and caring women. Nuns to take care of the infirm. But those sorts seemed to be in decline. Or at least they were in the fort. Such was the woes of a seemingly transplanted organ, an obelisk of religious proportions in a foreign land. The fort itself was not Catholic, not in the slightest. Most of the staff who had previously worked at the sanatorium had come with Cyprian when she'd emigrated to the town to bring her work with her to a place she deemed in need. At least, that was the story. Mother Cyprian, kind as she was, crossing land and sea through ravenous tundras and sweltering sands to end up in the fort to care for the castaway members of the small community. It was a good story, an endearing story, but hardly the truth. The funds with which the sanatorium was built supposedly came from a bursary given to Mother Cyprian for her godly work by the Holy See itself. An impressive story. An incredible story. But once again, hardly the truth. In comparison to all other buildings in the fort, which looked placed out of time, 
or a product of their environment. Riverside Sanatorium was a cathedral of almost gothic proportions. Its large wooden doors, enforced with hammered iron embellishments and fixtures which held back the cavernous innards of the sanatorium. Inside, arterial walkways of the behemoth structure, the walls, the floors, were constructed of tile and stone that one could argue was used in place of wood and warmer materials for cleanliness. And perhaps it was. But an unintended delight for the matriarch of the facility was the power she felt as her heels struck the floor, sending foreboding booms of authority throughout the halls and chambers of Riverside. A nun rounded the corner, pushing a care trolley in front of her. Mother Cyprian recognized her as she recognized all the women of Riverside. Her name was Brigida. She'd been a novitiate when she'd followed Mother Cyprian out west. She'd never been one for conversation being mute as she was. But Brigida was a keen listener, willing to work and eager to follow. Bedpans have been emptied in the palliative ward, I trust, yes, Brigida? Brigida nodded. Fresh bed linens aired out? Brigida nodded again. And how is our guest in the special attentions ward? Has food been delivered? Brigida looked away uncomfortable, much out of character for his submissive demeanor. Excuse me, Brigida. How is our guest in the special attentions ward? I trust they are being attended to, yes? Respected, treated with kindness and a gentle hand? We aren't having a repeat of last time, now are we, Brigida? I trust that if I go and visit our guest, that everything will be in order. I trust I will find her well and attended to, am I being naive, Brigida? She looked down at her feet and shook her head. Good. Now I believe you still have work to attend to. Good day to you. With her dismissal, Brigida bowed and turned away, peering back nervously at the matron of Riverside. Mother Cyprian watched as she grabbed her trolley and hurriedly walked away. All in a day's work. Cyprian would maintain the institution she built. She would guide her disciples, she would care for her charges, and most importantly, she would continue her mission, which had absolutely nothing to do with helping the needy, but instead existed in the deep stone foundation of the sanatorium where her guest was being kept. Mother Cyprian straightened the edges of her habit before continuing her rounds. Goodness gracious! Hmm. The impatience of some people! 
I should have suspected it was you, Alfie. What is it that you need? Oh, Cyprian, it's Tom and Peggy and oh, Albert's boy at the well, too. Oh, I saw him earlier as well. I knew he was tempting me. He's gone too far. Damn it, Mildred's children, Cyprian, you've got to help me. Would you hush yourself? There are ears in these walls who are unknowing to what it is we speak of. Step back, and we shall speak outside, and with more caution in our tone. All right? Now take a moment and breathe. Tell me, what is it you have to say of import to me, farmer? Well, I, uh, I, uh, um, I don't rightly know. I was out tending to my fields as I do. Yes, I'm sure you were. Oh, would you stop being obnoxious? We could do without the hoity-toity condescension, could we not? You are lacking intact and blunt as ever, Alfie. Get on with your story. Hey, right, shoot. I was just out tending to my fields as I do when he... You know who I'm referring to. Well, he... He paid me a visit. Oh, did he now? And what did... The tiller have to say. Well, uh, not much, really. I reckon he was mostly trying to get under my skin, making his semi-casual and semi-regular appearance just to ruffle my feathers. But then he mentioned Robert. You don't still have him propped up out in the fields, do you? That's awfully cruel, is it not? And to your own brother, no less. Oh, Hogwash, he's doing just fine. Better than dead, I think. I didn't come here for the lecture, oh, Reverend Mother Agatha Cyprian. That holier-than-thou act ain't gonna cut it with me. Excuse me? Nope, I ain't done speaking. Just shush yourself a moment longer and listen. No, I ain't much for listening to his burnt tongue speak, but he cut me off guard. And then the way he parlayed our unwanted chat towards Robert, I had to go and see what it was he was hinting towards, you know? And I know that ain't the right thing to do. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did. And I went out and saw Robert, who, well, uh, seemed cheery as always. Glad to be alive, I'd say. But he did mention the LaPont children headed out near the well. Oh, is that so? Yes, yes it is. So I got to stepping and made my way out there. As I'm getting closer, I holler at them. But they barely seem to notice. Albert's orphan, oh, uh, what's his name? Um, John, Jeremy, maybe? It's James, I believe. Uh, that's right. James, that little worm. As I'm getting nearer, I see James push Tom straight into the well. No rhyme or reason to it. That's a deep well, Agatha. Very deep and very old. It reaches much deeper than this tall hall of the infirm reaches upwards. There's no way he could have managed to survive the fall. 
but I yelled down the well all the same. Old man Alfie, eager to get his story out, stopped a moment to catch his breath. Yes, and then what? Good grief, ain't you got any patience under that habit I see old woman? So I yelled down the well and lo and behold, that toad starts croaking back at me. I'm assuming you mean the tiller. Yes, yes, the man, the tiller, the whatever the heck you want to call him. Will he start spouting nonsense? Well, what did he say? He said, uh, um, he said, uh, oh gosh darn it, I can't remember. So why is it that you've come to me? Pardon? Agatha, it's, it's Tom, Mildred's son. As I recall, you always took a shine into the girl, after you locked Edith away. I didn't know such thing. Edith wasn't simply locked away. She was unwilling to comply with our shared vision. Even he complied, but she would not. And we simply couldn't have that dissension within our ranks. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't be saying we. We had nothing to do with it. It was always you. You plucked her out of the mud where she ain't harmed no one. And you placed her in your little cabinet of curiosities here like you always do. Going about and plucking out your favorites and storing them away for a rainy day. You know I've seen a fair few good folks I know over the years come to your door, they did, and ain't never left. A few of them were my friends, Agatha. And I ain't had much reason to mention it till now. But as I see the lay of the land, seems I've been out on my farm for too long. Things don't look the way they did, Agatha. You don't look the way you did. You don't act the way you did none either. Let me be absolutely clear. All those who come to Riverside Sanatorium are welcome to come and go as they please. This institution is a sanctuary for those who reside here. If Edith Blackleach wants to leave, she's more than welcome to. If anyone else here wants to leave, unless they are incapable of caring for themselves, they too can go and come as they please. They simply do not want to leave. Oh, you expect me to believe that, don't you? I do, because simply put, it is the truth. Oh, they call you mother, but you ain't no mother. I know your true colors, you old hag. I ain't gonna give you the benefit of no doubt here, because guess what? We ain't friends and we never have been. Now I come here with genuine concern. In concern, I thought you'd share and all you've done is distract from what it is we ought to be discussing. Damn it, Agatha. Those are Mildred's children. And you don't have a single shred of grief in your despair. Alfie, Mildred is incapable of having children. Due to unfortunate circumstances of her youth, she is barren. Those are not her children. She is simply the guardian 
their watcher, a glorified nanny. How come this is the first I'm hearing of this? What do you mean they ain't her children? Seems to me she thinks they are. I am not obligated to inform you of old benign happenings. Those children really are none of your concern. Well, the way I see it, you lying bat. If they were none of my concern, I never would have been tricked into trying to put Ben back together. And today, I wouldn't have been tempted to go down that well and do the same with Tom. But I'm not that naive anymore. I know you've got your little secrets, and I know he's got some too. What I don't know is why you're playing these poor children like chess pieces, flicking here and tossing them there, not worrying where the pieces fall. I would like to clarify a few things for you, farmer. I do care for Mildred, as I care for her mother, Edith, who is my guest, nothing more. She, I will reiterate, can leave whenever she pleases. What happened to Ben is tragic to be sure, and I care deeply for Peggy, despite not knowing the child too well, I admit. But, of course, this news surrounding poor Tom is absolutely tragic. Then how's about you pretend to act a little surprised to hear it then, Agatha? Yes, frankly, I am in shock, and you've caught me completely off guard. To think so much misfortune would befall one poor family. Putting that aside for a moment, though, I would also like to clarify that where those children go and where those children fall is of the utmost concern to me. Hmm. Where they fall, you say? Kinda like where Ben fell, right? Where he ended up rooted in place once I stitched his brains and bits back together? Now he's stuck in place. Another piece of your collection. Oh, Alfie, you know I had nothing to do with that. Ah, lies upon lies upon lies. I know who you work for, whose call you heed. The townsfolk might call you mother, but I now see you for who you are, as if you were turned inside out. I know what this place's true purpose is, and I know the greed that fills you like a magpie. You see things that shimmer, and you have to have them. Well, I had no idea that when we started this conversation, you'd address me as such. Hmm. It's almost liberating, you know, to just let the hair down and talk about those things that cannot be spoken about. Hey, shut up, would you? I want to see her. You'd like to see whom? Edith. I do not believe she is taking visitors today. Hey, don't give a rat's ass. I don't believe she wants to see you, Alfie. Hey, me look old and weathered, Agatha. But if you cross that line right now here with me, I swear by every ounce of blood in my veins, I'll crumble these walls, and I'll personally burn you like the witch you are. Neither blinked. <laughs>
as their eyes peered deep into one another. Alfie stood, despite his infirm appearance, imposing, as he took measure of Agatha Cyprian, mother superior of the Sisterhood of the Living Waters and abbess of the institution known to the townsfolk as Riverside Sanatorium. Oh well, right this way then. Alfie followed Mother Cyprian through the long halls and the winding narrow corridors as she twisted and turned, taking a left and then a right followed by many more turns after that. Then as they proceeded past what looked to be a chapel, dotted with a silent nun and a civilian or two in the red haze of the sanctuary lamps, the wall dipped away and in the sunken section stood a door, completely invisible unless you proceeded to the end of the hallway, which seemingly went nowhere. The door, in stark contrast to the crisp and almost neurotic white of the doors and other wards, was the same heavy old wood, with hammered iron embellishments as the imposing front doors of the sanitarium itself. A staircase descended downwards, looking much older than the rest of the building. Mother Cyprian pulled the already lit kerosene lamp off a hook on the wall as she descended down the stone steps. Looks cozy, eh? The stairs were steep and worn where the natural falling of steps had been taken. Although Alfie could not imagine what sort of activities would have been conducted so far below the sanatorium as to warrant the wear on the stone steps. The door behind them disappeared from sight as they descended deeper into what felt like the belly of the earth. And then finally, they reached the bottom. Oh, you're a guest, eh? You know, I heard a story once about the Tower of Landon. London. Y yeah, that's what I said, the Tower of Landon. I got to say, this belt fits the description of what you'd call a dungeon. Now, wouldn't it, Agatha? You will find Edith through that door. Mother Cyprian pulled a thick and ancient-looking skeleton key from her sleeve as she presented it to Alfie. He grasped the cool metal in his hand. As she let go, the full weight of it falling into his palm took him by surprise as he nearly dropped it. Holding it firmly, he walked to the door and sunk it into the keyhole. Edith! Hello! Edith Blackleach! It's me! Hey, Alfie! Alright, Agatha, am I blind or is this room completely empty? Oh, silly old man! Here! Mother Cyprian stalked forward as she pushed her way in front of Alfie and stepped into the small bare room, holding the kerosene lantern high. <laughs> You're kidding me. After all those dramatics, and she ain't even here. That's impossible. She moved about the room, shining the lantern ahead of her as if she might be missing some adjoined space, some secret ledge behind which Edith might be hiding. Ho-ho, <laughs> wait! You're telling me you thought she was down here, and she ain't? Oh, God's 
<laughs> You've got no idea how much joy that brings me. <laughs> Agatha lost one of her favorite toys. Been ripped right out of her hands, eh? Well, <laughs> serve you right, you old bag. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? Or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die? In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash the town whispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at the town whispers or by leaving a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. I got the ghost of you inside of my to do is already there.